1: Kirkie. you know what that means? Well, that means there's been a lot of con- collusion in the NBA and tampering for the last uh, month. And, and the Milwaukee Bucks have Damian Lillard. That's what that's 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 what Wednesday means. By God,
2: out of nowhere, it's Giannis with the steel chair. With with the s- no one saw that one coming. Oh, hot dame! <laughs> so they said. This is the best one-two punch in the history of the NBA. Hold on, Jordan and Pippen can suck it.
1: Today's I-9 Varsity, the best I-9 Varsity of one-two punches. Got that. We're going to do that at 6 o'clock today. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of one-two punches.
2: Okay. Uh, first answer, Ron, on, Ron Artest.
1: Tropical and fruit.
2: <laughs> uh, Both good punches. Oh, of any genre. Oh, okay. I thought we'd do an NBA.
1: You don't think tropical and fruit are good punches?
2: Fruit, number one, easy.
1: Tropical, number one, easy. Tropical
2: down there for me. Down where? The level of fruits, juices.
1: It's all the fruits combined into one. It's the Voltron of fruit.
2: Uh, it's um, the suicide of fruits is what it is. is. <laughs> one of each.
1: That's the sound of the soda machine.
2: Also, skip out on uh, Grape Fanta if you're making yourself a... Fanta is a joke.
1: Everything. Fanta is a gross byproduct from days gone by in World War II mm-hmm. when you couldn't afford the full ingredients for Coca-Cola. And for some reason, all these brainwashed doughboys got convinced that it tasted good. Just like, just like the same idiots in the Pacific, they got convinced that Spam was delicious because it's not.
2: We need to get you back to Mexico. Fanta is delicious. The um, high-fructose corn syrup Fanta. Love high-fructose corn syrup. I know. Also, you're front
3: Spam tacos I've had recently is so good.
1: Where are you eating at? That is a uh, hard
3: segue. Left Turn uh, Distillery here in Albuquerque. Uh, a couple places make them here, actually. They're really good. You were
2: talking about actual food. So, Fanta, anyways, back to the actual conversation. That's
1: not the actual Mexican, conversation. <laughs>
2: Mexican glass bottle Fanta is night and day better. The canned American version. Can
1: you acquire it here? Oh sure. Do then. So tomorrow on the program, our Thursday episode, live from Red Door Downtown. What we're doing is we're drinking Fanta Traditional versus Fanta Traditional, depending on what country you're from. Okay, I will write this down. Okay, got a fun day today. A lot of fun guests. Sarah Steinberg will join us. She is from Albuquerque. Was in the front office of the Pittsburgh Pirates for some time, so we'll talk to her about Major League Baseball, talk to her about her journey, because why, it's Women Crush Wednesday and we can't talk to A. Marie every time. So we'll have Sarah Steinberg on and we'll have fun with her and celebrate uh, women in sports. That'll be a lot of fun. Obviously, we're at the YMCA, the Horn location, the intersection of San Mateo and Indian School, or just adjacent by way of the Westward Walk. You can come hang out with us all day long. You'll see Jock Tony here. He's going to join us. We'll have fun with that. Mike Parsons, Will join us at five o'clock. And Mike Parsons, is, well, he's joined us a lot of times. But for those that are, you know, maybe coming back to us for the first time in a long time due to football, uh, he's the host of First Thing. That's on AM seven sixty WJR in Detroit. We're going to talk to him about everything going on with Michigan State and their head football coach, as it's the weirdest story of all time. And he is the guy who is plugged in most to that.
2: Mike's our—he's our Michigan insider.
1: We got a couple.
2: He—he's inside a lot of things. Yeah. But- Michigan, mostly.
1: When I called him earlier, he was inside a Ruby Tuesdays on a Wednesday, and I said, "What are you like a quality inspector? What are you doing?"
2: Fred, they're open every day. Didn't Just because the name says Tuesday doesn't mean they're closed any other days.
1: Friday, Friday. Danny Gonzalez joins us at five thirty thirty. We're going to talk you him. Hold on, which Danny Gonzalez? Z. The coach of your New Mexico Lobos, Danny, Danny Gonzalez with a with a Z. Okay. He'll join us at 5.30. We're talking UNM Lobo football. The win this past weekend. The upcoming weekend that will be. That will be a lot of fun for us. And at 6 o'clock, today's I-9 varsity. The I-9 varsity of one, two punches.
2: That's going to be the best one ever. <laughs> We've done some great varsities. Yes, This might be the best one of all time.
1: What part of the Lillard trade do you want to start with? The Dame part. Okay. Dame goes to Milwaukee. Part of a three-team deal. That's going to send a guy named Drew, Drew, J-R-U-E, Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, who you remember was drafted really high one time, Tumani Kamara, who I've never heard of, in a 2029 what? unprotected first roundie from Milwaukee, and an unprotected swap in 28 and 30 to the Blazers. So the Blazers are making off with four dudes. Three dudes to be named later. All the better of the pick opportunities between the two teams. Got that? Yeah. Got, got it. Phoenix, because mm-hmm. you remember earlier I mentioned DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix lands Joseph Nurkic.
2: What What was that? Yep, not sure. Is that peanut butter on the roof of your mouth? Are you okay?
1: Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and your favorite player, Grayson Allen.
2: Oh, I mean, that's off. that's an effort guy right there. I <laughs> like effort guys. That's an effort guy. He tries very hard.
1: And Milwaukee ends
2: up. With Dame Lillard.
1: That's the deal. Also, you'll remember Drew Holiday said he wanted to retire in Milwaukee like five minutes ago after. Literally
2: yesterday he yeah. said he wants to retire in Milwaukee.
1: And Giannis was like, I, might, I, uh, I like Milwaukee. I like winning more. Um, did Milwaukee not holiday
2: for me? Giannis already won one without Hall of Famer Dame Lillard. Now he has Hall of Famer Dame Lillard.
1: If anyone listening to this show, if any friend of the show, if you're here for football talk and you're like, like maintaining through our basketball talk to start the program and the biggest sports story of the day, if you're like, it's stupid to give up a holiday for Lillard, it's not stupid. It might be more than
2: you thought you had to pay, but it is the move. Yeah. Do that move. Dame Lillard's been doing it all by himself for a decade. Drew Holiday has two better players on his team. That's a cold, ice-cold take. By the way, the Blazers got significantly better. It's hard to lose a Hall of Famer and I got agree. better. Drew Holiday, no Dame Lillard. He's a dude. DeAndre Ayton, dude. DeAndre Ayton, when healthy, he's one of the best. You get a, a unprotected first-round pick. You get an unprotected um, swap. Two, two unprotected pick swaps. And then I didn't see what year it was, but they, they gave him a sports card, too. They got a Tumani Kamara. Oh, that's so good. That's nice.
1: Hey, Mary is it Tumani Kamara? Is that nice? Is that like a good one? I'm,
2: hey, Mary, I'm gonna look up the. Um... You're an insider. Was it a 2022 or 2023 Tumani uh, Super Kamara. Super Sport Tumani Kamara.
1: That's a good question.
3: You know what? I really love that you're giving me that credit, but I actually don't know.
1: No, no one does. That's I, why I know. it's so elusive. Oh.
2: 2023 yeah. Tumari Kamara. I
3: bet it's a uh, 23.
1: Limited edition.
2: Leather seats, eight-cylinder, mm-hmm. inline engine. Heated seat subscription. <laughs> for only $37 yeah, a month, a you month. can eat your Tamari for Camara. For
1: slightly over a dollar a day, including the summer days, you may have heated seats in your Tamari Camara.
2: I hope they got all-wheel drive. I hope they sprung for all-wheel drive yeah, in their Tamari Camara. Me too.
1: Also, I don't think it's a sports car unless the engine's in the back.
2: Mm. Interesting. I think that would be a supercar if the engine's in it. The ah. There's a lot of sports cars with the engine up front. Not that I know. It's of. called America. It's what we do
1: oh. here. Mm. Have you ever seen drag racing cars? Sure. Their engine is basically the whole car. And then they put a like a a big old Pinocchio nose on the front of it.
2: For aerodynamicity.
1: Uh that way the the car no Pinocchios where to go.
2: Strong work. Strong work there. Can't tell
1: a lie. Mm-hmm. Although, technically, if you had a Pinocchio on your drag racer car, if you told a bunch of lies really quick, you could get to the finish line the fastest, and that would be
2: uh, underhanded. I put all 45 in the cockpit. It would oh, be undefeated. Gosh, he's not on a roll.
3: I looked up the card price, y'all, and it said, please <laughs> check back later for access due to increased demand.
1: Ooh, like my <gasps> Ford Maverick
3: that I
2: ordered.
1: It's wild to me that you took – this is not really related to sports. Van took Futures on a Ford Maverick. He bought a Ford Maverick like six months ago, and they still haven't made it. It's like an electric Ford This is a real story. None of this is – bogus mm-hmm. and the value of this dumb ford maverick car keeps going way way up and by the time he gets it he's just gonna sell it he's never gonna drive it i know how his brain works and then he's gonna end up with some like hybrid style right. car instead and then he's gonna end up going yeah fred really uh really pulled the wool over there i'm gonna go this is you accidentally got into the stock market of electric trucks you did not do this on purpose and then you convinced yourself at the last minute you'd be fine with another prius
2: actually i do really want this truck i'm probably very most likely will not sell it for an insanely overrated amount. He
1: absolutely will. Amory, for a 1,000%, he will get it. It will have less than 10 miles because all they have done is drove it on and off of the little delivery truck, mm-hmm. and somebody will be there at the dealership waiting for him because another car salesman told someone to wait, and they're going to go, listen, there's this dude, Van Chomp. As soon as that thing rolls off, you offer him twenty grand over what it costs, and he'll take it on the spot. And whoever, this guy that's paying $500 a month for a tender subscription, he's going to give Van the $20,000 over. And Van's going to go, good call. And he's just going to buy another electric truck six months from now, keep driving his Prius, wash, rinse, recycle, repeat.
2: Okay, thank you for exposing me to the friends of the show in the Albuquerque community and our fine friends at Richford, where <laughs> I bought the truck from. But also, this is going to happen. Number one, I'm going to keep the truck.
1: 100 Number happen. one,
2: I'm going to keep the truck. I'm so excited. It's my favorite truck that's ever been built in the entire world. And number two, uh, the auto workers are on strike, and I'm never getting the truck anyways.
1: I know they're on strike because my friend Joe is hanging out with them.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Old grumpy Joe? Nope. Yeah?
1: He wasn't grumpy then.
2: No, he's very happy.
1: He's pretty happy to be helping those guys.
2: Megaphone Joe now.
1: As soon as riders go off strike, automakers are like,
2: but we can strike too. Little known fact, I didn't believe it when I heard it. First president to ever join a picket line. Isn't that
1: wild? Yeah. Oh, my God. We're living in the future. You think
2: the um, <laughs> president of the United States would have supported their workers mm-hmm. throughout, oh, I don't know, the history of the country? Well,
1: the first president to really have an opportunity to join a picket line would have been Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. because all of the South decided to picket. But mm-hmm. instead, he he tried to bust through mm-hmm. that picket line. He uh, he was a scab. Abraham Lincoln was a
2: scab, is what you just said. That is one way to see it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He, uh... He was a uh, bus. He hired the Pinkertons. Also, so
2: Abraham Lincoln hates states' rights.
1: Hates them. He Doesn't hates, want you to have
2: them. Hates states' rights. Federal <laughs> and freedom.
1: <laughs> also, he uh, is on Team Jimmy Butler with the belief that Dame Lillard, there was collusion, there was tampering from the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis.
2: Or, now hear me out, they could have made a better offer. Because this one's pretty sweet. The Blazers got a pretty sweet deal out of this. Yeah,
3: they did well too. Yeah. Well,
1: and the Suns got the number one jersey seller next season, Grayson
2: Allen. mm mm-hmm. Effort guy. It's good. Give me effort guys. Locker. Every team needs an yeah. effort guy. Locker room guy. Yeah. Shooter.
3: Father Jimmy Butler is upset, though. Of course he is. Should have told his front office to make a better deal. He's also mad about gas prices. I don't know if I sent you guys that. No, what about that? Tell me right now. on air.
2: I saw that on the internet. He's just
3: really upset of how expensive the gas is.
1: He needs to get a four. He Listen, there's this new truck. It was he like 100,
3: is $145. I saw that he paid at the pump to fill up his car. I don't know what kind of... It wouldn't show what kind of car he has, though.
1: If he calls Van Nunley, 505-246-0610, <laughs> Sports Animal Hotline. Mm-hmm. If Jimmy Butler calls Van Nunley right now <sighs> and offers him... Just twenty-one thousand dollars over what Van paid for his Ford Lightning truck. Is that what it's called?
2: No, it's a Maverick.
1: His Ford Maverick Lightning truck. Okay, <laughs> his Top Gun Maverick Lightning Ford truck. Van will take that. Van will take that offer
2: for today.
3: I'm I'm until sliding gets, into the DM
2: until he gets outbid
1: of Jimmy Butler.
3: Yeah, to tell him that.
1: That's very smart. Thank you. And and, and uh, you have a blue check mark, right?
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will. I will get him on the blue check mark. Oh,
1: if I had $8 And to I'm a spare. woman. And now listen, if he mm. if he suggests that um, you're tampering with this deal, <laughs> tell him similar to the NBA, he doesn't understand what tampering is. Okay. Jimmy Butler put it out there. He's so
3: mad. He went to the TikTok.
2: The Bucs aren't going to lose a single game next year when both of
3: these guys play. Well, yeah, they going to if they stay healthy. Yeah. This And this Milwaukee Jimmy Butler. I wish I would have a future.
1: Same. This goes back, this goes back a long, long way. Because you remember when Jimmy was with Chicago, and Chicago put Milwaukee out. This would have been Giannis' rookie year, I guess, rookie year, twenty fifteen. Is that right?
2: I don't think he played a lot his rookie year. His sophomore year, he kind of emerged might have been his sophomore year. Real fast, yeah. yeah. There was the
1: one when they had Mike Dunleavy, who was so prevalent. So, anyways, Mike Dunleavy ends up getting the busted face. You remember that whole thing? And then uh, Chicago puts on, beat him by like, seventy points. Worst playoff loss ever, or whatever, puts Milwaukee out of it. And then Milwaukee went on to beat them eleven out of the next twelve times, or whatever, sure. <laughs> something crazy. But Jimmy hates Milwaukee. I uh, I haven't it's been. It's a to fun Milwaukee. town.
3: It's it's a lot of fun.
1: Well, it's a, I agree. I think it is a fun old, like beer drinking, cheese eating, like like um, not much of a
2: view. Aesthetically. Exactly what you're used to. Yes. Basically St. Louis North.
1: Yes. It's a, it's a wider version of St. Louis. Well, hold on. By a very little bit.
2: Wider than St. Louis? Just a
1: very little bit.
2: Oh, you're counting both the north and the south side of St. Louis. Both.
1: I'm, yes. I'm, uh, I'm the,
2: and the east side. Okay.
1: I'm not counting the west side. Mm. But that's what Milwaukee is.
2: Milwaukee's fine. Yeah, Milwaukee's fine. Milwaukee's fine. Also, by the way, these guys, multi- tens and or hundreds of millions of dollars they can get on a plane and leave Milwaukee.
1: Oh, ah, the Aaron Rodgers approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> don't hate that at all.
2: His own property elsewhere yeah, cuz you just... don't want to live there.
1: And what sucks for Miami and Jimmy Butler is Miami and gently Butler both thought, "Well, we're going to end up with Dame or we're going to end up with Jonas and it's going to be this year or the next." They're going to end up with neither.
2: Yeah. Nunzo. Every single team in the NBA who is like, "Oh man, Dame or Giannis, these guys are going to be about to be on the market next year. Let's go. We're one piece away. And then, boom, Step Brothers Volume 2. They're going to crush.
1: It is a Women Crush Wednesday, and Sarah Steinberg is going to join us where we get back, talk a little Major League Baseball. As you know, she was in the front office for the Pittsburgh Pirates for some time, Albuquerque native. We'll talk about her story, how she got there, and the ladies that helped her along the way in the profession. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a fun little sit-down. It's two men on. Ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten D Sports Animal.
0: Uh, blood come on,
2: yeah. Come on, yeah. Come on. You better give me that. Back live from the
1: YMCA. We're at the Horn location. Come hang out with the boys. San Mateo and Indian School. The Women Crush Wednesday. Wait. And
0: like the match up, I'm about to
2: make it hot, got my mask on, in my shoes, i find the door open up,
4: and yo, the world is
1: mine. Sarah Steinberg joins us on the front of the show Highline. Sarah, welcome. How are you?
4: Doing well. Happy to be here.
1: Thank you for joining us on a Women Crush Wednesday, host of the Foul Vine, Sarah Steinberg, obviously from right here in beautiful and historic Albuquerque, New Mexico van. All the way through the world of Major League Baseball. Now joining us on the Sports Animal Hotline, Sarah. Thanks for taking some time. Thanks for sharing your story with us. Where do you often start when you're telling your story of Albuquerque birth, all the way to professional baseball?
4: Wow. Yeah. Great. Thanks for the intro. Happy to be here, Fred and Van. I usually start um, with telling people I fell in love with baseball through University of New Mexico. My brother was a bat boy for the University of New Mexico Lobo baseball team. So. I grew up going to those games, and that's where I learned how to score um, when I was like eight years old. And it's still my favorite thing to do at baseball games. Um, so that's kind of where it all started.
1: Learn to score from Ray Birmingham. I don't know if you heard that, Bam. Oh, that's, that's a, a, actually, that's a good it
4: get. was before Birmingham days. It was <laughs> All Day, Rich All Day. Oh, okay.
1: Let's Ooh. go. Okay, so obviously you fell in love with it at the game and then had a history growing up here. So that's the Dukes and the Isotopes and kind of all the things that are associated. Was the the minor league affiliation here in Albuquerque a big part of your development and love of the game, Sarah? A
4: little bit, yeah. I definitely grew up going to Dukes games more than Isotopes games. Um, And then when the Isotopes came and they were associated with the Marlins, I grew up a Yankees fan. So I was a little upset um, still from that, that World Series. So I begrudgingly went to a lot of the ice stokes games just because of their affiliation. But once it changed, um, I think I was a, out of the house by then. So more college scene.
1: You had no problem betraying your original love, which was the UNM Lobos, and going to college elsewhere. So I don't think you have ah. problems betraying your ah. baseball team either.
4: Well, that's very fair. Um <laughs> I wouldn't say the schools I went to have much of a baseball rivalry, though, with the Lobos. So I can See? I can love both.
1: University of Colorado for a couple of years, and then went to UMass. You watched the Lobos beat up on your team last weekend. What's up?
4: That's true. It was actually a close yeah. game, so it wouldn't go with with a beat up. Um, but I did have tough tough allegiance there. I've actually probably been to more Lobo football games than I have UMass football games. So
1: that's true for both of us.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, you're
2: talking to a couple baseball dorks here. There's love it. A, about love it. everything about the game that I love. What was it about the game of baseball that you gravitated towards originally?
4: Mm, great question. I would say, um, well, I love, like I said, I love keeping scores. So all the little games within the games, right, like, you know, learning the count, um, what BB means. It, it was its own different language, and I love um, – how it's a different language, but also the history of the game, the storytelling, the nostalgia of it all, how rich in history it is, um, really just spoke to me, and, um, yeah, I've loved it ever since.
1: Joining us on the program, Sarah Steinberg, now the host of the Foul Vine podcast. You can get that everywhere you get podcasts. Formerly player development, video intern for the Mets, minor league operations assistant for the Houston Athros, business manager in baseball operations for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, that's, that's a lifetime resume for, for a gal that hasn't been in it that many years. I know your years here out of town and out of college. Who helped you, Sarah, get some of these opportunities, and, and who was kind of – that person-to-person contact that told you professional baseball could be a profession for you?
4: Yeah, so I think it started when I went to first one school in Colorado. wasn't really sure what study, so went in communications, I do love language. Obviously, I host a podcast. i um, talk talking to you guys on the radio, so it made sense. Um, but I knew I wanted to get into baseball, just didn't know how. I got first got an internship on, on Cape Cod with the Cape Cod Baseball League for one of the teams, the Born Braves. And the summer I went there after freshman year of college, I was just like, okay, this is it by what I want to do. So talking with scouts there um, really opened my eyes. I still have the notebook that I kept from that summer, them teaching me all the different scouting terms, you know, oh, like cool. what, what an Uncle Charlie is and um, things like that nice. that I wouldn't have learned so anywhere else. And mind. just keeping in touch with those those guys really helped pave the way forward for me.
2: Sarah, a lot of changes in the game of baseball the last few years. Are you on board with the current evolution of the rule changes and, and where the game is headed? Or are you just a, a stout purist who's just yelling at clouds?
4: I would say I'm somewhere in between. Um, I I liked the DH just because I thought it was it was fun, but I, I don't mind um, it being even in both leagues. I don't really care about how big the bases are. <laughs> um, and I I do love the pitch clock. I think it's helped not only the pace of play, which is, was the big concern, but also bringing more people to the games because they do go by faster.
1: Sarah Steinberg joining us. We're obviously talking about our time in Major League Baseball. You've moved past that now, though, professionally, but you wouldn't have got the opportunity to do that. If it didn't start here, it's Sandia High. What about the Albuquerque public school system? What about Sandia High? What about the city itself gave you opportunity to aspire for professional sports and professional sports employment?
4: Yeah, I enjoyed my time at San Diego a lot. Um, the Matadors. Oh, go. I would say I was the um, so I was a football and baseball manager for my first two years there, um, and that really piqued my interest. Um, like loved putting together schedules, um, helping with equipment. I learned so much from Coach Barker on the football team, and they're still good family friends of mine because we kept in touch. And So he was a big influence for me as well as my math teacher, Mr. Lieberman there. Shout out, Mr. Lieberman. Um, We always talk sports um, all day, and I I got really into stats and just talking sports with him. So I'd say those two really helped me, but everyone was very supportive in, in helping me go where I wanted to go.
1: Sports is often an extracurricular for education, but when you're working in the world of sports, you have to find other extracurriculars, and you served on the Alliance for Gender Equity in Baseball. How important was you to have access and participation in some of these services that baseball created around the game?
4: Yeah, it's great. Um, It's still growing. There's still a lot to be done. Um, I'd say we are a group of of like-minded women, but Any, any gender is welcome to join in this alliance. Just, um, I know what it's like to go to work and not have a bathroom nearby because there's only men's restrooms and whoever built this facility, you know, didn't think that there'd be women, women working in the game. So, uh, you know, just basic amenities that you'd think at a normal place of business wouldn't be that crazy. Like, oh, where the women's restrooms right there next to the men's, but it's not like that always in baseball or in sports in general. So. Um, Just a little things and happy to push that fight forward. Um, Equal pay, obviously, is huge, but equal amenities and being seen as an equal, I'd say full inclusivity is something we're still striving for.
2: Sarah, it's difficult to get in professional sports, period. Extrapolate that uh, by being a woman. What, What advice would you give to young women listening right now who are interested in going in the sports?
4: Yeah, I would say... A, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something. Um, I would also say have tough skin is something that one of my coaches with the Born Braves of the Cape League taught me. Um, I, he's like, you got to speak up and just have a little bit of tougher skin. Like, you can't be meek when you're giving these guys instructions or telling them what to, to do. Like, you need to own your own voice. Um, so I'd say own your own voice. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I think that really helped me a lot. I Ask questions everywhere I went. I learned so much, and um, squeaky wheel gets the grease
1: so this was a nice little interview for us i had taken some time to listen to the foul vine i'd taken in a bunch of episodes you know and the way i listen to podcasts is i go back to the very first one and then i jump forward to the most current ones i kind of like to see the development of a show sure. you're low-key kind of goofy and weird on this podcast but right here on this interview <laughs> you're like inspiring like, what, what, like where's the mixture of, of sarah steinberg how do you how do you make that transition from entertainer to professional
4: well, I contain multitudes, first off, as we all do. <laughs> um, I think probably the wine. We review a bottle of wine each week on the show, so that probably helps bring out my goofy side. And same with my co-host, Scotty. We were video interns together with the Mets in Port St. Lucie, and um, we kind of always have a, a giggly time together um, when talking about baseball and wine.
1: The Foul Vine available everywhere you get a podcast. It is a very good listen if you're into the world of sports and uh, drinking, which is my thing. Those are my things.
4: Mine as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Two ons right in the middle of that Venn diagram. I agree completely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sarah, anything we missed? Anything you want to make sure we touch base on before we let you go?
4: Um, Just real question. What's the deal with you not liking green chili?
1: Okay. Ooh. I see. You know, it, this happens He's so
4: sometimes. soft. He's so <laughs> soft he can't <laughs> so handle it.
1: It's, I mean, it's, he I mean, can't handle
3: any spice, by the way, like pepper. Sounds like you're a 10-ply on spice.
1: Okay, it's it interesting is. verbiage here. Is you two coming against me. Uh, you guys are aware of the capsaicin.
3: though. We're actually king. Okay. I'm just saying
1: capsaicin is a defense mechanism against plants, and <laughs> often plants, whenever they have to grow up in tumultuous situations, including harsh weather and maybe bugs mm-hmm. and insects and predators, they create more of it. And for some reason, mm-hmm. you New Mexico idiots have decided to tease Whoa. these plants throughout their dis- entire development, creating the most toxic and intense taste of all time. And it doesn't even matter if food tastes good. it only matters matter if it tastes hot
3: not toxic
2: sarah don't <laughs> listen to this guy he's making excuses he can't even handle cinnamon gum. i
3: cannot wait through the text line after this interview sarah if you <laughs> offer me big red i know we're not
1: friends <laughs> well see
4: i don't like big red it's the green chili you know there's some there is so much mm-hmm. flavor there's just something about it but anyways this this was great guys i would you would love scotty and i would love for you to come on our podcast and we'd love to talk sports and baseball all day
1: oh love that let's go sarah steinberg the foul vine Right here from beautiful and historic Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sarah, thank you.
3: Salud. Oh, I like that. Thanks, Sarah.
1: That's a fun little Women Crush Wednesday.
3: Yeah. It's firecracker. We, I like
2: her. Hey, you know where he made that connection? Right here at the YMCA. Right here at the YMCA. Sarah's
1: dad was a friend of the show, and he said, Do you guys know about Sarah? And we said, We don't. Let's Tell find out. about her. The podcast is good. They, the last one I listened to, uh, her and Scotty are getting buzzed at a Pirates game. In the stands, and it's just them rifting. And I'm like, this is not the worst design I've ever seen for a show. I feel like two men on that's
3: definitely a pod you guys should be on.
1: Yes, the one where we go and just get blitzed at a baseball. And it's about
3: baseball. Yes. Yes.
1: I always thought of doing a podcast episode where I go to a baseball game wearing nine different jerseys all stacked over each other, and I change the jersey every inning to see what different reaction I get from fans.
3: But would it be the jerseys of the teams playing, or would it just be any randomly jerseys? Yes. Okay. Cool.
2: (laughs) And you mix one OJ right in the middle.
1: These aren't baseball exclusive in your mind?
2: (laughs) No, not at all.
1: These are other...
2: You said jerseys. You didn't say baseball. You are correct.
1: Dive into the world of the NFL whenever we get back. Uh, Amory, is it true? There's a lot of NFL headlines today.
3: There, there always is every single day.
1: Mm. I'm excited for them after this. Two minutes on ninety-five point nine FM and AM six ten, the Sports Animal. It's
0: time to rock and you're the party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock and. Hey, Marie, feel
1: free to take over this segment as the Sports Animal friend of the show hotline is open five zero five. Two four six zero six ten. And um, you're saying we have calls, is what you're saying? Yes. Who is with us? Steve. Friend of the show, Steve. Welcome.
5: Is this Fred? Slow.
1: Okay. It's now. I, it's Steve Palmasano of the Albuquerque Dukes. Yes. Uh, uh, welcome, I was try Steve. To be slick. Yeah.
5: First of all, I nearly ran off the road, so I had to pull over. Okay. While I was driving, listening to Two Men On. Yes. And suddenly took a turn for the worse with, you know, the way you, first of all, the way you treated a guest of yours, a native New Mexican, Sarah. I mean, <laughs> she, geez, Louise. Did she you was hear it? her? She said, whoa.
1: She was what lovely and say? perfect.
5: <sighs> Second of all, the way you treated all of the native New Mexicans in the state, describing our green chili and red chili.
1: Well, here's the thing, Steve, and I'm not trying to be that guy. No. But the state—you
5: just were that guy. <laughs>
1: See, it's, I don't understand why the state I mean, doesn't I don't care. about Even
5: you know, I can't even. I'm not sure that you know. The Albuquerque news can continue their partnership.
1: Yeah. When I moved to Albuquerque, <laughs> I was very confused why no one cared about the taste of food; they only cared about the temperature of food. I don't understand. That's
5: not true.
2: Okay, so Red let me... and green
5: chili it enhances the taste of the food. If you, I mean, I understand that you can't even be around, you know, when green chili is being killed because the the aroma and the the air that becomes, you know, the, yeah, the greatest smell aerated, in the yes. world affects you. It irritates you know,
1: my eyes. Makes me cry. It,
5: yeah. I mean you don't even touch it and then it irritates you. So I think there's some classes you can take. One for, you know, the way you talk to people on the air sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And two, about the green chili and red chili, we can ease you into
2: it. Steve, any OG friend of the show, any loyal listener, any Birkenio who's been around us and the program for a while knows how 10-ply soft Fred already is. This is not a taste thing. This is a gumption thing. This is a brass buttons thing. This is, He doesn't have the chutzpah to handle red and green chili, and we're not worried about that whatsoever. Also, I think the friends of the show know that he is so unbelievably full of it, you got to take everything with a <laughs> grain, not of salt, but of Spanish rice in this situation. Sarah
1: said it was 10-ply soft.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been saying a, this for years on this a program. we've been uh, minutes or uh, second of
5: you know, breath, she pulled that out right away on you, which I thought was impressive.
2: And, and the word taste is a little too on the nose here, but Fred is not a tastemaker in any way. That's not true. Any <laughs> art and culture and food and the sciences, don't go to Fred as your go-to person.
1: 505-246-0610. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong <laughs> on this one.
5: I didn't. I didn't hear when you came back. But I mean, I'm, I know that you apologize for calling us idiots, right?
2: <laughs> Editorial later.
1: Here's. I didn't mean idiots. I just meant okay. taste blood. Taste bud deficient.
5: <laughs> all right. Well, we can go around to all the great restaurants in this state, and I will help you, you know, get over this, you know, issue that you have. All
1: right. I tell you, I'm gonna make a deal right now. I'm talking. I'm calling. I'm calling out restaurants here in Albuquerque. Yeah, I'm calling out Sadie's. Okay. Sadie's, get your boys out there, and you do. You do that thing you do with Green Chili. You do your absolute best to impress your boy, and if you can get it over on me, I'll put it over on air. That's all I'm asking.
2: How about we go? How about we go have lunch at Sadie's on Friday? I will
1: go to Sadie's on Friday for lunch,
2: and you say this to the face. Of the air. I say
1: it to Sadie.
2: <laughs> to Sadie's. <laughs> in person when we're yeah. there.
1: I say, Mr. or Miss Sadie, I'm ready to take the Sadie challenge. Christmas.
2: Awesome. Okay.
1: It's called Christmas, right, Steve?
5: Uh, no, it's not called Christmas either.
3: Uh, <laughs> not. You were just like, it's like what are you doing to the audience here? Well, you know how I'm serious watched. we take our chili.
1: It's not like right. this is right. Colorado yeah. where it matters.
3: Hey, right. oh, okay. my God. They okay, start going I, off
2: on the Cowboys about, about to die. die. Amory, <laughs> Steve, real human beings, you know how New Mexican food is so deeply ingrained into my DNA. We all know that I grew up right outside of Houston, Texas, for the beginning of my life. That's where I have my beloved fandom of my Astros. <laughs> mm-hmm, a great Sorry. Sorry, everyone you else. You have
3: to justify it. I understand. This
2: is how New Mexican
3: my family is.
2: Every chili season, we would have two bushels of green and a bushel of red mm-hmm. freeze-dried and overnighted to mm-hmm. Houston so we could have a taste of New Mexico.
3: As there you, you should.
2: Yeah. And Fred can't even have red hots. The only chilies you I care about. Can't be
5: in the same room? I, it
1: makes my throat sore. Here also, the phones. The only <laughs> chilies oh, I care go. about is Presidente Margarita. So that's the only one I care about.
5: That's funny i a thing.
1: <laughs> Steve Palmasado of the Albuquerque Dukes. Shoot over to the Albuquerque Dukes store right there at the intersection of Central Carlisle. Get the Piazza pizza pack or just get a cool sticker or I a did. Hat. There's all kinds of cool stuff.
5: I'm Duke's thinking Apparel. I might give away some green chili here until Christmas on your behalf. Deal. Okay. Yes. All right. I love this.
1: I don't know what a Sounds bushel good. of chili goes for but um,
5: we'll go go down to Rosales or somewhere and pick it up and we'll do the whole thing.
1: I can't imagine a bushel of green chili is very expensive because everyone claims to have so much of it all the time.
2: It's, it's a large amount. It's a lifetime supply for you. It's a winter's worth for us. Yeah.
1: Steve Palmasano, Thank you so much.
5: Thanks, Fred (laughs) guys. Take care.
1: You ever notice like some of your best guys are your worst enemies. You ever noticed that?
2: You ever notice that it's hard to do a radio show with your foot in your mouth you know, when Fred, you insult um, you New Mexicans? You have the
3: phone lines now if you'd like to take Jason.
2: Friend
1: of the show, Jason, welcome to the program.
3: Oh, I love this. Jason, how are you? Fred, it's been a while since I've seen
0: you guys, and, and I, I'm, I'm here to help. Um, I, I called in because the rumors are flying about FCC complaints, but I'm not yes. sure. So uh, your your uh, producer told me that yes, that's absolutely true. They are flying. So uh, you, you're going to want to be careful said from here on out. Just you know to save poor you know the, the well, sports animals. So,
1: yeah. Well, you said FCC complaints, right, but happened? I've been I've been I've been doing FDA complaints since I moved here. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to save this place.
0: Well, you know, this is New Mexico. We save ourselves with our green chili and our red chili. It keeps us immune to, to all things evil. <laughs> and I don't know what happened, Fred. I don't know how you didn't get indoctrinated. I don't know how somebody didn't baptize you in red or green. But... Will take you to many, many places that will help you get over this, this poor flaw that, that happened to so many people from, from all over the United States. But we love you and we will help. You. <laughs> this, is,
2: Jason, this is the hey, best
3: radio I've ever done. That's
2: how an intervention works. Jason, this isn't just red and green chili. When we go to our friends at the 66 Diner, yes. Fred will order a BLT and be like, no mayo, please. Too spicy. Verbatim, exact Fred, words. Very real,
0: <laughs> Fred. If you, you're you're in the wrong state, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what happened to you. If the taste buds that that you claim we are lacking never occurred in your life, but we we are obviously very sensitive to taste here. That's why that comment about Colorado. Gosh, Fred. I, I mean, that's kind of like walking on a plank, sir.
1: I, is a plank what you serve chilies on whenever, at the end of days for someone? Because I, I don't. I tried. I, when I moved to town, every girl I met on the dating app was like, I make the best green chili enchilada. Come try it. And I would go to their home, and they would make it, and they would feed it to me, and then I would spend an hour in the bathroom. That was my experience with green chilies.
0: Because he's soft. I am, I am understanding. I, I, I am very <laughs> white myself. Fred, and it took me a lot of years as a native born here. I, I, you know, I couldn't eat chili as a young boy. My mom had to make special batches of things that didn't have chili in them. And, you know, like it, through attrition and, and through being a native New Mexican, I, I, I overcame all those fears, overcame that sensitive palate mm-hmm. and realized that the taste doesn't even start it, it, until it hurts. So if you don't even realize how much enjoyment there is in keeping that that those that bowel of yours clean, um, and you know the vitamin C that that's involved in in our green chili that keeps you you know safe from so many different types of awful
3: diseases. Fred, I mean scurvy is still out there. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, Jason. Jason, um,
3: great call, Jason. Yeah, you are the best. We have to grab a break. last thing, Fred, Fred, last thing I got to say is,
0: I mean, you did predict both the Jets and the Lions to not win a game last year. And so I think that this is all affecting you, that you are not getting enough green chili and red chili in your life because you will not make predictions like that if you've got the appropriate amount of New Mexico in you.
2: If if you knew him well enough, you would know there's some jaundice-like symptoms that I think are a vitamin deficiency. At all times, yeah, it's very close. Today, all we- right, when we get back, yep. Fred says he hates balloons flying over the Sandias. <laughs> <It's> not true. <laughs> I don't hate that.
1: Here on the Sports Animal, back on the program, live at the Horn YMCA. Jacques Tony, joining us on the program. Let's go. Yay up with the Y? Are you guys full of members? You stopped taking members? Nah, never, never, never. Let me get you turned up here, figure out what's going on with your microphone. Alright, you're back. Jock, what's up? You're not taking members?
6: I'm always taking members.
1: Oh, man. okay. Come can't new get me- enough of them. Come a brand new member here at the Y. Yes, yes.
6: that's a great time, too. Half off on a joining fee.
1: What? Yeah. The joining fee is already incredibly low.
6: Yeah, and we're going to cut it in half for you now. I like everything about that. Yep. And then everything is included in your membership. Unlimited classes if you come with your kids, sports included. Registration will be opening up in just a couple of weeks for that also for you, our winter sports. You talking
1: about esports? Show about after school programs? What's up with that?
6: Uh, we got our esports going. Uh, registration for that is open until the 6th. But, you know, I'm thinking I might extend it. I'm feeling really generous right now. so. And,
1: you got Mario Kart down there?
6: Got Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. And we got Rocket League. be there so i don't know what that
1: one is but i was into the other two
2: super <laughs> into the it. car soccer i know that one car what car, car soccer. You, you play soccer with cars like polo on horses like an oversized soccer ball and you drive uh cars around in an d- insanely large soccer field uh not
1: a bit right now i've never heard of this, this i've never i so played big, it. man. it's all, huge all the on the it. interwebs oh wow All
6: the kids love it okay the setup down there is fantastic I think they just play Rocket League.
1: I, my understanding was kids only play games on cell phones anymore, but I guess that's not true either. No, not
6: nah, at all. No, no, no. We still, you know, Madden's still a thing.
1: Love Madden. Yeah. Super love Madden. We got that popping too. So We were just popping you in for a minute, but we're going to have you back or you got to go? What's up?
6: Yeah, I can hang out with you guys for a while. All
1: right, hang out for a little bit. We're going to move some guests around. We got caught up because everyone hated my guts for a minute after this green chili controversy.
6: Yeah, I I can. I'm whatever it was. I'm on their side. Same. <laughs> Smart play. Smart play. Whatever it was, I'm on their side. You guys can just call in and uh, really get into his ear about that one.
1: 505-246-0610. Get into Freddie's ears. Yeah. Sliding into Daddy's ears.
6: Hold on. Did All you right. say Colorado green chili was better than? Yes. Mexico? Yes, he did. Oh my, oh my god.
3: You mean their sauce? They try to. Bleh, bleh. What is
1: wrong with you? It's like a paste. I don't know. Everyone puts a, like a green. Chili paste on stuff, just and they're stop. like, "This is delicious." I'm like,
3: "It's, it's the not just taste of chili." Look, I'm
6: not from New Mexico, but like, you're, you're definitely not from, you're from. Yeah, by the way, he's from Missouri, guys. So, uh.
1: well, here's the thing: I got a lot reach. of, I got a lot of buds in my life. I got Van, I got Bud Light, and I got taste buds. And apparently, no one else here has any of those things.
3: You don't have taste buds. You do not have a palate, dude. Yeah, if
6: you think that Colorado green chili is better than the New Mexican stuff that we got here, somebody needs to. S- really to handle you
1: we're figuring out the top of the hour whenever we get back it's two minutes on 95.9 fm and am 610 the sports animal